Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Then I wanted to ask God for something special for your life. Begin to ask him now in whatever language that your voice be heard. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are grateful and we are thankful for your presence to direct our lives and to bring meaning and a purpose to this journey on this earth. Thank you that by you, Holy Spirit, we shall know more things. Thank you. We ask your presence in a special way. Let us have an encounter with you in a special, miraculous way. Asking you to do in our lives what no man has ever been able to do. That we will look back and say it is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to talk to the Lord. We are praying. Thank you, Jesus. We ask you, Lord Jesus, do what you know how to do. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I want to change. That I have a testimony that since you came into my life, things have been different. It's been a mess for so long, but I know that it didn't Change lives, you make it better, you make it change us. You bring harmony, you bring peace into people's lives. That is our prayer this afternoon as we are gathered in your presence. What a testimony of your works in our lives. Holy Spirit, this is our prayer. We ask you to change, to beautify, to glorify, to give up ashes of us. Where there is pain, let us be comfortable. Where there is depression, let us be joy. In the name of Oh, ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Yes, Jesus. We ask you to do all the work you know how to Thank you, Jesus. gathered in the name of Jesus and Heavenly Father we look up to you our God that by the power of your Holy Spirit none of us will leave here the same as we have come oh, yes. but you do with our lives what only you can do let your works be manifest in our lives let a seed of great things be sown in our hearts today. That is our expectation of you, Lord. And we look for it. Do only what you can do. Believe God. Believe that he will do something special in your life. You are not living the same as you have come. I don't know the tears, the pain, the struggles, the difficulties. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus.
Spirit, we recognize your presence to do that which only God can do. Use my vessel to speak your word. Speak to every life passionately. Speak to every hurting heart comfort. Speak to every despairing life hope. And let them know that you love and you love them and you love the whole world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Please be seated. Is the light off or what? Because it's too dark. The power is off. Oh, so it was good we kept our generator. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Well, if you can't see me, at least you can hear me. How many can hear me? Give me a wave, give me a wave. I take this opportunity to welcome all of you who are fellowshipping with us for the very first time. And it's a special service. We've gone an extra length to invite as many people as would respond to the house of God that we may share with you the word of God. You know, this world that we live in, if you've been around for a while, you realize that it's not as nice as it looks. How many understand what I'm talking about? It's not as nice as it looks. You see, two nights ago, I was driving in the CBD. Don't ask me what I was driving for. But I, I needed to drive in the CBD. And under normal circumstances, there's no way me, Jobek, 12 midnight, here, it would never happen. I've lived in South Africa for 22 years. I would never come and... There's nothing you can give me to make me drive in Jobek CBD at 12 midnight. Or actually, it was past 12 midnight. But as I was driving, something struck me. And what struck me was that it's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city. There's nowhere in Africa, I said, there is nowhere in Africa that is as beautiful as Johannesburg. Are you with me? There's nowhere in Africa that is as well built, streets laid out. Look, most of Africa is a small portion that is well done. And that place, maybe the president or even the colonial masters did it. But you know, as I was driving around, then I said, it's a very beautiful city. That if you didn't know where you were, you would feel that, oh, it's a nice place to walk around. Then I realized that the deception that is in this world is wild. And that what looks beautiful and what looks calm is not what it is. Especially in a place like Johannesburg. I mean, look, if I was working in Alex, I could, from the environment, interpret the possible things that can happen. But not in the CBD of Johannesburg. I'm not talking about where the lorry station is. Taxi rank, I'm not talking there, but around, when you drive here. Look, you, the, the place is beautiful. That one I can tell you. But you see, the beauty you see is different from the beauty that it offers you. The pain that it can offer you. As I was talking with the people that I was driving with, I said, I know that about 20% of the population around would have a testimony of one margin or the other. And all of them in the castle have five people. Only one person said, by the grace of God, so far, I'm safe. Almost everybody had a testimony to share of what Jobek has offered them. Then I realized that the whole world, and you see, it's not only Johannesburg. It's the whole world. You see, you go to America, you see the beautiful buildings, and that's, it looks beautiful. But what it offers you is not beauty. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us in John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, that, you see, unless you believe it, unless you believe it, you will feel that, oh, everything is so nice and everything is calm. 
And we just up moving about, just going to see how best we can make our lives. But the scripture says that we know that we are children of God. But after being children of God, we also know that the whole world lieth in wickedness. The Bible is telling us that the whole world, it's not only, you see, whatever is going on in Johannesburg, xenophobia, this, this, this. Listen, it's not new. It's not new. And it's not, only, it's, it's not only happening in South Africa for the first time. Or it's not only happening in South Africa where it, it has happened in all the other countries. Don't, don't mind anybody that says it's new. It's, there's nothing new under the sun. The story is the same. I said the story is the same. Because it's not that the people are different. Or, or the people are the same. No. The story is the same because the governing power of this world has not changed. I said the governing power of this world we live in. This environment that we call the world in which we live. It has never changed. And that is Satan is in charge. And that's why the Bible says the whole world lies in wickedness. And this morning, if you don't believe it, you can grow to find out. But trust me, about 30 years ago, I was about 20, 20 years or less than 20 something. Yes. And I can tell you as I've grown that there's nothing that promises you good, that offers you good in this world. No. No. I mean, most women, do you think that, oh, if I marry, I'll have a good life? You talk to your mother and ask her to, to, to first of all, give you a list of sources of her pain. No, no, just give you a list. Ask for a list. Sources of her pain. Then ask her, when she's giving you the list, ask from her, which one is the greatest supplier? And you can also ask your father if they will talk. Fathers don't normally talk. Look, most everything, it promises you happiness, but it gives you pain and hurt. And this is what Jesus Christ, God loving the whole world, the people in the world, has decided not to stand or not to be there without helping us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, unless you think deep, you will never know the blessing of having Jesus Christ in your life. And this morning, if you want the title of the sermon, Jesus Christ, your great escape. I said, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, your great escape. Without a superior power, greater than the power that is governing this world, who is Satan, none of us here has a chance of escaping the wickedness that exists in this world. Look, the, the whole world there, without Jesus, I said without Jesus, is wickedness. Why should you labor and labor and labor and labor and not be able to enjoy your labor? Most people don't enjoy their labor. I said most people, it's, it's one pain after the other. When you think that, please, I'm shouting, I'm struggling, eh? And my throat is not okay already. You see, when you think that one problem is over, now I'm going to be fine. You discover that you have started another whole, and each, each level that you go to, the problems of the previous level are small. You see, most of us here, our main struggle is money for food, money for one, two, one, two, airtime. Data. We are always on Wi-Fi. The school Wi-Fi. Listen, if you think that is a problem, wait until you start paying bills. Then you discover that. You see, now you can explain why you don't have data. I said, now you can explain why you don't have data because you don't have money. 
And you don't have money because you are not working. Most of us, how many of us are still in school? We are not working yet. Give me a wave. Just a quick one, a quick one. Yeah. So, so, so listen, if you don't have money, it's explainable. And it doesn't depress you. Or it shouldn't depress you. Because there is, there's a reason why you don't have money. I mean, you don't work. How can you have money? You are dependent on somebody. But, you see, so it's like now the problem of not having money. There's a reason for it. Now, how do you explain when you start working and you, they start paying you and you still don't have money? Now, how do you explain somebody you meet and you say, I want us to be together. I want to build a house, a family, this together. You spend a lot to marry. And then the person becomes your greatest source of pain. It's almost like I was better off when I was single. Hallelujah. I was better off when I was single. So that is it's one big problem to another big problem. And I, I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ, I said Jesus Christ is the greatest escape. It's our escape from the wickedness in which this world lies. It's our greatest escape. How is it the greatest escape? You see, when you encounter a problem, the problem is able to limit you because of the wisdom that you don't have. Let me say it again. When you encounter a problem, the problem is able to limit you because of the wisdom that you don't have. You see, you may have knowledge. But the wisdom, knowledge is different from wisdom. Or wisdom is different from knowledge. You see, knowledge is having the information. Wisdom is to be able to put the information you have into practice to help you. And unfortunately, most of us, the wickedness that is in this world is because of the wisdom we don't have. It's because of the power that we don't have. But you see, Jesus Christ is our escape because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, that Jesus Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. Jesus Christ is the wisdom. No, I think I've... Yeah, Jesus Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. So when you have Jesus Christ in your life, he comes into your life and if you obey and follow him, he releases or you have for your use the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God has never, has never been limited by anything. Oh yes. Tell somebody sitting by you, Jesus Christ. Your greatest escape. To the wickedness. That, lie, that, that this world lies in. That this world lies in. Yeah. You, sh you shall escape in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you shall escape. Amen. Because, listen, you, you never see the wickedness that is in this world. And, and most of us will see it when you are older. When you are older, then you discover that, ah, what has been my life? What has been my life? You see, sometimes you think it's because you don't have money. But it's a little bit more than having money. Yes. The evil forces are working together to express wickedness. Wickedness, you see, I say that the most serious form of wickedness is wickedness that you are deceived to think that you are going to have good. You see, if, if somebody comes to at a gunpoint and asked me for my cell phone. I knew what was happening. But how about somebody comes to help you? You are in difficulty. And then the person tries to present to you that I'm here to help you. Only to discover later that whilst he's busy helping you, somebody else is busy collecting all your things. 
most wickedness is like that. I said, most wickedness is like that. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is your escape. I said, Jesus Christ is your escape. And you cannot and you, you, you would not have done yourself good without Jesus Christ in your life. And if you don't believe it, you grow to see it. But why do you have to grow to see it when having Jesus Christ in your life, it, it will not cost you anything. It will not cost. You see how the guy was saying, is, it that, is that all? Yes, that is all. That is all. Because the Bible tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. Saved from what? The wickedness. I said the wickedness. Look, Satan is not just happy to take you to hell. He's, you see, he wants to frustrate you. Make you feel pain whilst existing here. And then when your time is over, take you to continue in hell. But I'm here to present to you an escape. I said, I'm here to present to you an escape. And it's Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, through Jesus Christ, you will be wise. Amen. I said, through Jesus Christ, you'll be wise. Amen. Most of us, the plans we have for our lives is based on the wisdom that is operating our lives. I said, the plans that we have for our lives is based on the wisdom that is operating our lives. And I'm sorry to say, a lot of us, the wisdom is too small. I mean, the wisdom, not small, it's low quality. The quality is very low. Oh, yes. How many here can tell me or can agree with me that when you were around 18 years, some of you are still around 18. But okay, let me drop it to about 14 years. You thought you were wise. You thought you were smarter. But now, when you look back, you say, ah, what was I thinking? Or how was I thinking? You see, wait a minute. If you don't receive the wisdom of God now, when you get to 50 years, you discover that, you say, ah, what was, what, how was my mind working? You wonder, how was my mind working when I was in school? You see, I, I, I personally come from a difficult background. And the way my mind was working was just to have fun. So the only reason why I was studying is so that I can have money. Money for what? Just to be, when I look, I don't want to even say it. But it's not nice. And this was what I was thinking for myself. And you see, please, being intelligent is one thing. And being wise is another thing. Hallelujah. And so I'm here to tell you once again that Jesus Christ is the wisdom and the power of God to them who receive him. Because by Jesus Christ, you escape every wicked plan of Satan against your life here on earth. And the best thing is you will escape hell. I said the best thing, you will escape hell. The nicest thing is you would have the power of God to operate your life here on earth. And don't believe anybody that discredits the unseen world. I said, don't believe anybody that tells you that there's nothing invisible. All that we see is what is there. It's not true. It's not true. It can never be true. I said, it's not true. It can never be true. Don't believe anybody that says that Christianity is a white man religion. There's nothing white man about Christianity. There's nothing white man about Christianity. If you say Christianity is a white man religion, then wearing clothes is also a white man. It's a white man initiative. So we should remove our clothes right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which of your ancestors made this nice pullover? Oh, 
or which of my ancestors made this nice microphone? Listen, Jesus Christ is your escape. I said, Jesus Christ is your escape. And you see, when Christ comes into your life, many things about you will change. Don't ask me how. What I know, what I know is that since I met Jesus Christ and I decided to, to obey his word and to allow his Holy Spirit to guide me, I can tell you many things about me that has changed. Even I have peace when I don't have money. I have peace even when everything around me is falling apart. I don't need many things to make me happy. I'm just happy. As I find myself living a life that is blessing other people. They don't have to know my name. They don't have to give me anything. As long as their life is blessed. Because I lived, I'm happy. And I'm sure there are people who will give you testimonies. There are people who will give you... You see, when I'm saying it, you say, yeah, you see, you are different. I'm sure there are people here who have personal testimonies. And you see, don't say I'm old. Don't say I'm old. Please, don't say that. Don't say, oh, yeah, we all will be wise when we are like you. Please, don't say that. I'm telling you that you can be better than I did. So I want some people to come and give us testimonies. Personally, I don't know. I don't even know what testimonies they are going to share. You can ask them after whether, whether they spoke to me. I don't know. But I want them to give you their personal testimonies of what changes have come into their lives since they met Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together and welcome them to give us a testimony. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it working? Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Um, I, would, I would like us to welcome the first testimony, um, Brother Mushuri. He's an usher. Just welcome him quickly, quickly, quickly. Brother Mushuri, what has the Lord done for you, please? You know, like my life is, is totally changed. I can see the direction right now. Um, first of all, I would like to say, like, I knew that there is a better life I could live for myself, you know. I was not enough with how I was living. I knew out there there was a better life. And uh, finding Christ is just like, it showed me the direction that, okay, this is the best life, this is the better life. I'm satisfied with what I am. Wow, so would you say your life has drastically changed since you've met Christ? And how has it changed? Yeah, like um, from before, right? Before I met Christ, like um, I had difficulties, especially with forgiveness. You know, like um, I was like, I was so bitter. I can tell you, like I was so bitter and I was so good at it, you know. Uh, (laughs) uh, But like when I met Christ, right, I learned to forgive. Right? And I've learned so, so many things. I've learned even to love, and I've even learned how to take care of other people as well. Uh, hallelujah. So what would you like to say to a new person who has come? Um, you know, if you know that there is a life that is better than what you're living right now, that life is of Jesus Christ, try it. You, trust me, try it. You won't regret anything. Wow, how many realize that the Lord has changed him? Hallelujah. The Lord has drastically changed his life. Let us welcome um, another testimony, our last testimony. Um, Brother um, he's a dancing star. Please welcome him, welcome him, welcome him quickly. Oh, do it better for him, do it better for him. Please, what has the Lord done for you? Hallelujah. I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My testimony is about how God has planted me in this church or how God has helped me to be in church. Um, When I came here in 2016, I was invited to this church by a roommate. And I can tell you that I was never a person who liked to hang around with people and things like that. But from coming to this church, I have learned to spend time 
with people and even coming to this church I've never prayed before I had never prayed for like four hours six hours before but through this church I've been able to learn how to pray for those hours four six hours and it's been a great journey for me because my life has been changing I used to say that Christians are hypocrites because they would tell you that the Bible is saying this, don't do this, don't do that. But when you look at their actions, they are doing the very same things that they are preaching that we shouldn't do. You see? So I had that mentality that, you know, as for church, I don't want anything to do with church. But God has touched my heart. And, you know, my heart has changed. I'm even able to go out today like invite people, tell them about Jesus because that's a great change that has happened in my life. Wow, hallelujah. How many realize that the Lord has been good? Hallelujah. So these are real people. These are real people. I'm sure there are many more. There are many more. You see, some of the changes, eh, you, you, you can't explain it. The reason why some people may not be able to share their testimonies, they can't even explain to you what has exactly happened, but they know that something has happened. Yeah, because you see, until most of us don't know what is working us, most of us are not aware there's evil spirits that are directing our lives. You see, the thing comes to your mind, you think you are doing it, but you don't know where the thought came from. It is in the evil world where they know, and it's in the spiritual world where they know how thoughts have entered into your mind and how certain ideas have come to you. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen somebody where they sometimes they kill people? Then after a while, when they ask them what happened, they say, I don't know what happened. They don't know what happened because in that season or at that time of committing the act, there was a spirit takeover. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a spirit takeover. And that was working, making them do things. I've seen people... They do so many things. And sometimes you can see somebody, you are praying for the person, and they speak with a voice that is, you are praying for a female, you know her voice, but things begin to speak through her. And you can see that this is a clearly male voice. How many have experienced something like that before? Not you, you've heard somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm telling you something, that Jesus Christ the son of God who came into this world to die for us. It's not a fiction. It's real. I said it's not a fiction. It's real. He resurrected. Whilst here on this earth, he demonstrated that he's, the, he's, the, he's God. By, by, by going contrary to everything that we have known. It's like that the people themselves were amazed. In their own words, they say, from whence has this man wisdom? That such great works are done by him. Yes. He spoke to the sea. And the sea obeyed him. He fed people with a food that, that is meant for just a little boy. He called dead people back to life. He healed sicknesses. People that have been sick for years. To all to show us that he's not a fiction but he's real. And this morning or this afternoon, I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is your escape. It's your escape from living a life in darkness. Because he said, I am the light of life. I am the light of this world. Anyone who comes after me, who walks after me, shall never walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John 8, 12. You see, you, you never know the, the, the waywardness and the low quality life that you are living until you see a better light. You see, most of us, especially women, can you imagine doing a makeup in, even here, here, just doing a makeup, not in total darkness, just here. And what it will be like when you go out into the light. How many understand what I'm saying? Ladies, ladies, ladies. The men don't understand, but the ladies do. Yeah. You see, without Jesus in your life here on earth, you are living a life 
like doing a makeup in darkness. Oh, yes, I'm here to tell you. Without Jesus, you would you, you say you you will walk in darkness. And all, when, when you are walking in darkness, you don't see where you are going. So listen, Jesus Christ is not a white man thing. Jesus Christ is God, the wisdom of is the wisdom of God, is the power of God that has been made available to all who will care to receive him. Through Jesus Christ, you will have a better quality life. I said, through Jesus Christ, you will not live for nothing. You will live for something. I said, through Jesus Christ, you will not live for nothing. You will live for something valuable. And so I present to you, once again, your great escape from a useless life. Your great escape from a life of of pain and unnecessary. You see, when I have pain, I, I know why I'm having the pain. That as I'm having this pain, it's going to lead to somebody's blessing. But there will, be, you see, without Jesus, you have pain in your life and it will lead to nobody's blessing. Oh, yes. Tell to somebody sitting by you, Jesus Christ, your great escape. I said your great escape. Who you cannot neglect. God is speaking to you today. He has a better life for you. Amen. John 10, 10, Jesus himself says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I, Jesus, have come. That if you receive me into your life, you will have life and have life more abundantly. Listen to me. Those of you that think that Jesus Christ is only for a certain people that have finished having their problems. You see, Jesus Christ is not only for a certain people that have finished having problems. Jesus Christ is for people that have problems. <laughs> you see, they say, as, he, as a brother was giving a testimony, he used to say that Christians are hypocrites. No, Christians are not hypocrites. No. Christians are a bunch of people with a lot of problems that are seeking the working of God's Power into their lives. Look, the source of one of the sources of our major problems, or one of the roads by which Satan enters and operates in our life, is our fleshly nature, which is not dead as long as we are alive on this earth. So when we have Jesus Christ in our lives, it's a battle of two forces the force of evil operating in you through your flesh. And the force of God operating in you through your spirit. Now, the reason why a lot of Christians appear not to live a life different from what they claim is because a lot of Christians don't have time to invest into the things that will release the power of God into their lives. You see, as he was saying that I've learned to pray for six hours. Most Christians can't pray for 30 minutes. And I can promise you, you can have all the gold that there can be in the world under the earth in Johannesburg. If you don't know how to mine it, the gold will never benefit you. Because it's not having the gold under you which benefits you. It's having the gold in your hands. So if you don't work it to get it out of where it has been placed, it will never benefit you. And most Christians don't do that. But you shall do that in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, your story shall be different. Through you, the testimony about Christians will change. Because through your commitment and dedication, Jesus Christ's power will be visible for all to see. Hallelujah. And so this afternoon, as you hear me preach, I want to invite you to Jesus. What do you need? You don't need anything. You just have to receive him as you are. Do you, want to, do you need to clean yourself? No. You can't clean yourself. You can't stand in the mud and say, I'm not going into the living room until I've cleaned myself of mud. As long as you are in the mud, you would always, every effort of you would make you muddy. If you stand in the mud and they give you gallons of water, it will only make you muddy because the more water is mixed in the mud, the more the mud gets to go to more places. 
Have you ever been stuck in the mud and you are forcing to come out? Every effort takes you down. But Jesus Christ is saying, come just as you are. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That not some people who have managed to clean themselves, but whosoever, including all of us, no matter where you are, no matter what is happening in your life, fear not. Jesus is coming into your life with the wisdom and the power that you need to set you free. Jesus is your friend. He's not your enemy. He loved you. He loved me. And he died for our sins. He died for our sins. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For God, for God. so loved the world that he gave his only son. I wanted to pray to God and tell him that you have come to him just as you are. And you have, make, you have made a decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Shall not perish, but have it as they sing, I want you to think deeply. For God did not send His Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is inviting you today. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. The Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? If those who could not obey the Old Testament law receive punishment, how shall we escape so great a salvation a deliverance that God has presented to us in His Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus is calling you. Are you going to say yes? To his invitation. drums, just the keyboard and the voices. For God so loved the world that he gave he gave his precious Holy begotten Son. Oh, thank you Holy Spirit. every head is bowed and I mean every head every head may I kindly ask you to reverence God in this hour and this moment you want to say pastor I cannot neglect such an escape that is provided for my life from the wickedness that is in this world and the wickedness that will come after here God loves me and he wants to save me just as I am. Without one plea, his blood was shed for me and was shed for you. You want to say, Pastor? Please pray with me. Just this simple prayer because I want Jesus in my heart. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Just gently lift up your right hand 
so that I will know that there are people here who want this prayer so that I can pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, keep it lifted up. Keep it lifted up. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Heavenly Father, you are the one who saves. Holy Spirit, it is only by you that we can come to Jesus. Today I pray for everyone that is here. That none of them would hold back to your invitation. But as you call, they will hear and they will run to Jesus. Thank you. Lift it up, I lift it up. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, I've, I sense many people here must take this opportunity. Must take this opportunity to have Jesus into their lives. The wisdom and the power of God. Your escape from the evil that is in this world. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the lifted hands. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Marundi Kasukalayas. Holy Spirit, break every yoke, every hindrance, every obstructive idea of Satan. Release your power to set free the many that he has held captive today. Who are under the sound of my voice? That they will hear you and run to Jesus. Deliver. Deliver from captivity. Deliver from bondage. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, let us pray this prayer together, everyone here. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that I can come before you just as I am. I know all my sins. But I come to you because you are merciful and you are loving. I repent of my ways. I repent of doing my own thing. And I come to you to submit to you as my God. And I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you for sending him to die for my sins. I confess with my mouth even as I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is your son who came on earth, died for my sins, rose again on the third day, seated at your right hand. I receive from you, Jesus, the baptism of your Holy Spirit. And I surrender my life to you. Thank you for this love that never fails. I'm grateful. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I thank you for these precious souls. I speak your word and I ask that by your power alone keep them from evil. By your power alone, let their lives be a living testimony that Christ, the wisdom and the power of God is true and is no lie. I pray against every evil thought that will want to steal your truth in the minds and in the hearts of your people. But by your power, bless the seed of your word and let it bring a transformation, a complete transformation in the hearts of your people. I thank you, Father, for using our vessel and giving us this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Now, I quickly want to those of you that have received the books and that have given your life to Jesus, I want to say to you that it's a journey. It's a journey. It's not a once-off magic. It's, this is not a magic. This is a relationship. And every relationship has its up and downs. 
but your mind must be focused that I'm developing a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's not about how many wrongs you have done, but it's about the God who loves you and wants you. It is his power that will deliver you from the wickedness that lies or the wickedness that is in this world. It is the power of God. You can't set yourself free from the works of Satan. But when the power of God is working in your life, no work of Satan can survive. Because when the light shines, darkness cannot stand. I said, when the light shines, darkness cannot stand. Darkness has no power unless there's no light. I said, darkness has no power unless there's no light. But light has power. I said, light has power. Darkness exists because there's no light. Yes. I said, darkness exists because there's no light. Where there's light, there's no darkness. And Jesus Christ is the light of your life. As you have received him, so walk with him. Don't just say it's one moment thing. And you know, sometimes we think that, oh, it's just something. You see, the work of God, it always starts in a very, it, it looks like it's nothing. That's, it's always like that. When God is doing something great, it starts in a way that you can easily reject it. But I pray for you. I said I pray for you that by the mercies of God you will not reject it. But you faithfully walk with it. For those of you that have been Christians but have not really given yourself to this walk with Jesus, I encourage you to take it seriously. I said I encourage you to take it seriously and walk with Jesus. He's your light. I said he's your light. He's your light. Through him, you will see every work of darkness. Through him, you will deliver yourself from the frustrations that exist in this world. Through him, you will never be deceived by Satan. You will never look at a thing and say it's nice. But the Lord by his spirit will tell you what the thing really is. You will reject things that people don't understand why you rejected it. But after a time, they will come and tell you, you were right. What did you see? And you tell them, I saw nothing. But I heard the Spirit of God telling me that is not good. Hallelujah. Please share the communion. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Take, take, eat, this is my body. The communion is a meal that we participate in when we gather. To remember that it's all about Jesus. Sometimes we tend to think it's about a pastor. It's not about a pastor. The pastor is nothing without Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And therefore, Jesus gave a commandment for us to remember him by taking and partaking of the bread and the cup. The bread being his body that was broken for our healing, and the, the wine being his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. But not only for the forgiveness of our sins, but also for marking us out as belonging to God. The blood is our purchase price from the enemy who held us captive because of our sins. So as we partake of this bread and of this wine, remember that we are partaking of the, the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus, which has purchased us from the works of darkness. Therefore, no works of darkness has any legal right to be in you. And therefore, in the name of Jesus, we curse every satanic work in your life who belong to Jesus and who are saved because of your faith in him. Because of the, may the blood testify for you. I said, may the blood speak in your favor. May the blood say he belongs to Jesus. May the blood say this one cannot be touched because it's owned by Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's rise to our feet as we partake of the communion. Take it, this is my body. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I wanted to pray. Whatever problem you have, ask the Lord to supernaturally change it 
supernaturally deliver you. Some of you, you are prone to depression. As you partake of this bread and you drink of this blood, may the power of God set you free of every depressive tendency. May you know joy and peace within you. Some of you, it's been one evil after the other. I declare in the name of Jesus that there shall no evil work in your life, in the life of your family. Continue as you partake of this bread and this wine. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Let us pray. Father, with the bread lifted up, I want to say we declare by faith that this is your body that was broken for us. We take this in remembrance of you. But we also take it in faith, asking that your body minister to us strength. Every form of disease that has operated in our body, we say from today, it loses its power to operate. Because we receive into our body the meal that strengthens, the meal that heals, and the meal that delivers. The body of Jesus Christ. blood of Jesus the blood that washes me and the blood that washes you the blood with the power to open doors that he that was close against me the blood with the power to shut doors that he that led me astray the blood that will answer my enemies at the gates of our God the blood that will cleanse me of every guilt of sin and cause me to live in the presence of my God with all boldness. The blood that has granted me access. The blood that has caused me to escape. To escape the uselessness that exists in this world. To escape from the wastefulness that many encounter because of Satan. To escape from the works of darkness. And above all, to escape from hell. This precious blood, I take it in remembrance of you, O Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to our Savior is on top. Our Savior is a victor and therefore we are more than conquerors. We thank you Father in the name of Jesus we pray. In a sense you say with me, Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org